Hello, all you lovely souls who revel in embracing life just as I do. This is Nirja Malik and you are welcome into my world of I Embrace. And what do we intend to do here? We delve into the many layers and shades of my life, exploring resilience, positivity, strength, and the inherent fun in laughter that lies deep within each of us. Interludes from my own exciting and adventurous journey, my personal battles and victories that have brought forth innumerable lessons in my life. It is these learnings that I place on a golden platter with utmost humility for your personal consumption. Wonderful to be back again for our 26th episode. And how wonderful to be connected with you people. 26 times over, and may there be many more. The last time, I was in the throes of a kashmakash. Or should I say, when one reaches a fork and one doesn't know what to do, should I take this side or go to the other one? And that was it. My health had improved. The very idea of aborting the fetuses was over and done with. And with the consumption of vibhuti and the power of collective prayer, we moved on. By now, my mother's very presence had contributed to the well-being, peace, and harmony that surrounded me and it was time for her to return to Mumbai once more. Realizing that all was well with my world, Dr. Zavari felt that it was high time I moved to Bombay where my delivery was expected to take place. This request met with firm resistance by Dr. Vasanthi who refused to let me travel till my trimester was over, feeling that the air pressure in the aeroplane may have had something to do with my stillbirth three years ago. That was quite a thought, because none of us wanted to take that chance again. So, my family and I took heed of her words of warning and appreciated them, acknowledged them, and actually followed them to the tea. Finally, we reached home. I and mine, three months old, within me, were welcomed home with open arms, 
by both Mandi and my families. Everything was moving along pleasantly. I was so much in sync with my body, mind and soul that something niggled at the back of my mind. It alerted me to an unbearable heaviness in my head. I conveyed this to my mother, also informing her of my appointment with the doctors the next day. Her motherly intuitiveness came to the fore and she insisted that I get in touch with them immediately. And this, I remember, was the 4th of June, 1990. I have always had deep respect for doctors and their precious time. Having gone through innumerable incidents, I ensured that I would not hound them unnecessarily. Therefore, it is not surprising that whenever I called, they would drop everything to be available to me, knowing that I would not bother them unless it was a matter of importance. Hearing me out, Dr. Zaveri didn't think more than a second. She ordered me to pack my bags and admit myself into the Elizabeth nursing home, which was located coincidentally adjacent to their residence. So on that day, my mother and I, while exchanging partially worrisome glances, readied ourselves for this new and unexpected journey unfurling ahead of us. We soon found ourselves in a large, elegantly done up room in a building that was very much a part of the remnants of the British Raj. Once we were comfortably settled in, our doctor appeared in the doorway, followed by her entourage of resident doctors and nurses. They attended on me in a very professional manner and were astounded to discover that the readings of my blood pressure showed 270 by 140. Soon thereafter, I was prescribed with a series of blood pressure medicines and steroids too. One of the nurses emerged with a small black machine, which I figured out captured the sound of the fetal heartbeats. And guess what? It was supposed to be used every hour on the hour, regardless of day and night, just to keep them under observation. As usual, anything that happened to me came along with many, many layers and levels of feelings, emotions and depths. It was never ever simple. It had to be out of the ordinary, or should I say, it had to be extraordinary. I soon settled into a peaceful and blissful life. Or so I thought. This picture-perfect scene was marred somehow by the constant tug-of-war oscillating between hope and fear. My heart would sink 
on an hourly basis as the little black box would echo the sound of one heartbeat living in the right side of my abdomen. The other heartbeat chose to play hide and seek and would escape the frantic searchings of the doctors and nurses and could eventually be heard from within the different parts of my expansive midriff. In retrospect, I wonder how I lived through those traumatic moments that thankfully always culminated in overwhelming joy. However, the expressions on the faces of those attending to me hourly ranged from professional inscrutability to triumphant jubilation and sometimes even bordered on despairing helplessness. Being at the receiving end of these dramatic ups and downs brought all kinds of inexplicable feelings and emotions in me. Dr. Zaveri and Dr. Hinduja, who lived in the adjacent building to the nursing home, would come very often to check on our progress with the same loving concern they would have shown to a near and dear member of their family. Taking the cue from the doctors, the nurses and the entire staff went beyond the call of duty showering me with their tender, loving care every time they attended on me. As a matter of routine, ultrasounds were done on a regular basis and when the awaited results arrived, I would absorb the information as if my very life depended on it. One day, while reading a report, the word I-U-G-R, written in capital letters, popped up from the page and I immediately demanded to know what it meant. The nurse proceeded to tell me that the doctors alone would give me the information. I badgered her to such an extent that she finally relented, saying that it stood for intra-uterine growth retardation. I was shocked out of my wits and looked at her in horror. The word retardation made me numb as my mind went into a chaotic imagination till I finally met the doctor. She understood the moments of panic that I would have gone through and smilingly informed me that in this case Retardation just meant that the fetuses were overly premature. I heaved a double sigh of relief. As was my nature, I happily made the most of it and uncomplainingly even put up with a saltless boiled food diet as prescribed by the doctors. However, the highlights were visits by family and friends which I looked forward to with great gusto. Soon, it was time for the next ultrasound, which showed up one boy. The other had its legs crossed, and therefore its sex could not be determined. 
the single placenta in 99.9 cases would ensure that the twins were of the same sex in my mind i had already named them siddharth and siddhant manifestations have a very strange way of cropping up in my life the previous day i had visually imagined the naming ceremony of my twins and today on the 5th of july at 6:30 am i go into labor my immediate reaction was to wake up my mother and urgently inform her that i was going through labor pains quickly sitting up she asked me what the duration between each contraction was i purposefully stood there looking down at my watch and said 3 and a half minutes she fell back on the bed in shock and then taking a deep breath in one fell swoop she simultaneously threw off the blanket swung her feet onto to the floor and rushed off frantically to the nursing quarters i thanked god for having given me an insight into what happens when a woman delivers a child the stillbirth of my little one seemed to have prepared me for this moment i could identify the labor pain for what it was on being alerted my mother got everything activated at a super fast pace almost out of nowhere a stretcher appeared and i was whisked off by eight burly men into the waiting ambulance to take me to breach candy hospital yes i was more than 100 kgs when one has faith and belief in god then miracles abound in retrospect realization dawns that nothing is really coincidental divine dispensation ensures a smooth flowing synchronization of every little aspect that joins together to make a wonderfully and completely whole entity and i think to myself that whatever i've gone through it's never a simple fight or flight situation i don't get overtaken by panic but somewhere in the recesses of my mind the heightened joys or the depths of tragedy are processed and actually dance gleefully hand in hand with each other as the journey of my life unfolds before my very eyes yes for me it is hardly ever the fight or flight situation because what does fear stand for it stands for false emotions appearing real so i do step back and at the craziest of weirdest of moments the two aspects of i the gemini merge with each other and as i said 
dance gleefully whether it's in the deepest of despair or the heights of joy gemini what is it it is two parts of one being one mortal and one immortal so the merging of the two needs to come together the yin and yang needs to merge together to get aligned together in proper awareness to be whole and am i surprised at having twins no it seems pretty normal for a gemini to have twins and that also one girl one boy but that will unfold later won't it at this moment i just shut my eyes and i go back to this wonderful huge air conditioned totally chillified room i know there's no word is chillified but it fits in with what i feel where i was regally treated as a queen and everyone pampered me and looked after me so well they did realize that on a saltless boiled food diet there was a lot that i was missing out on and i think they tried to make up with the lack of sweetness as far as puddings were concerned with the sweetness of their thoughts their emotions their actions and their vibrations that engulfed me so totally yes i can visualize sitting on my bed the door entering my room to the left of me it is huge like a palatial room at the feet of my bed across a large space was my mother's attendant bed then there was a room that led not only to the bathroom but also what seemed like a little changing area and when you came out of that there was a huge window diagonally across from me it wasn't a square wall it had many little little sides but this huge window was there under which was the air conditioner and the short curtains fluttered around in joyous gay abandon and what were the curtains lovely flowers that kind of tapestry that one can visualize in any british home lovely pastel flowers on a light background and if the curtains were put across or aside i could see the trees on which the birds and the squirrels would chat with me through the windows yes what can be better than that that god gives you a wonderful imagination rightest to the core which can make you travel literally astrally to beyond your actual physical space and take you all over the world in travels that are filled 
with excitement, adventure, unknown spaces, unknown territories, and you come back fulfilled. It was with those emotions that I was transported from my home of a month to Breach Candy Hospital. One never ever knows how the next moment unfolds, what is in store for one, and what direction our life is going to take. The ambulance with its siren on full blast took me from Elizabeth Nursing Home to Breach Candy Hospital. The driver, obviously a wannabe Grand Prix racer, drove furiously regardless of the many bumps I had to endure en route. For some mysterious reason, an immense feeling of awe always overcame me whenever I entered the hallowed portals of this renowned institution. On seeing me, the administrative staff immediately jumped into action and I was rushed straight to the operating theatre. Now it occurred to me why the entire preparation prior to a surgery was done at the nursing home. It was just to save time and time was of prime importance in my case. The doctors awaited me in the sancto, sanctorum, their demeanor being that of high priests about to perform a very sacred ritual. But nothing seems to keep my spirit down. In spite of the awe-inspiring moment, my naturally charming and gregarious self came to the fore, smiling, greeting all gathered there. Initially taken aback, the doctors responded appropriately and then, having dispensed with the niceties, proceeded to don on their masks and give instructions to the nursing staff in a very business-like manner. Due to my high blood pressure, general anesthesia was completely out of question. The only alternative being the epidural injection into the spine for which the specialist was at hand. The caesarean section was chosen to prevent any untoward occurrence that may have happened during a regular delivery. Yes, there were no chances and everything was done due to a meticulously planned and highly safe operation. The twins were welcomed into the world one after the other. The first one to put in an appearance was a girl. Her twin, a boy, was born two minutes later and the atmosphere changed from a cold, perfectly scrubbed, sterile room to a warm place where all the faces now showed immense relief, joy and happiness as they congratulated each other on a job well done. I could hardly contain my tears 
as I held each of my miracle babies while just soaking in and absorbing every little facial feature as they snuggled close to me in peaceful contentment. They were generally and very gently taken from my arms and put into two incubators to be taken to Jaslok Hospital as breech candy at that point did not possess a neonatal clinic yet. Just as I was blessing them and bidding them a fond farewell, one of the incubators stopped working. The moment of panic was soon diffused as both were so tiny that they could fit into one incubator. Travelling from the operating theatre to the sanctuary of my room, I was accompanied by one nagging thought. I had been led to believe that the twins were boys. <laughs> now the immediate dilemma was what to do. I had named my sons, not a daughter. Suddenly out of nowhere, a brilliant image of Shiva in all his resplendent glory formed in my mind, smiling in sublime meditation. Was that a hint? Was she to be named after him? Was she to be called Shivani? Yes, Shivani and Siddhartha. And of course, I must mention here that a very strange thing happened to me on the 4th of July. I was, of course, at Elizabeth Nursing Home. And as usual, I was happily ensconced on my bed somewhere between the hourly heart-jerking moments. My eyes would be drawn automatically to the window and drink in the natural greenery swaying delicately in the breeze while my lips smiled and danced in perfect synchronization with it. I suddenly noticed my mother's welcoming look as she got up from her bed just across from me. My gaze followed her movement and lo and behold, standing in the doorway was none other than Lali auntie. We were both taken completely by surprise and there was a cacophony of sound as the three of us proceeded to greet each other lovingly. The next to no time, we had filled her up with all the details of my stay at the nursing home, including the fact that I was slotted for a caesarean surgery on the 21st of July. Actually, they had thought of the 23rd of July and I told them that I would like a change of date because the 23rd of July in 1987 was when I had said a deeply touching and impactive farewell to my little one. So, 21st of July was the slotted date. I took this opportunity to demand that she stay in Mumbai till such time as the twins were delivered. 
my excitement was short-lived when she told me that she had just landed from Boston en route to Chennai for an urgent engagement in a few days. However, she promised that she would meet me as often as possible. True to her words, she came to the nursing home the next day and got the shock of our life. She was greeted by an absolutely bare room, recently swept and swabbed with the mattress nearly rolled up, placed at the foot of the bed. She did an about turn and frantically rushed out in search of someone who would give her an explanation of my whereabouts. Luckily, she bumped into my sister who told her what had actually transpired and also informed her about the birth of my twins. The expression of relief and joy on Dalyanti's face was quite palpable. She then told my sister to convey her heartfelt love and blessings to my twins and I. And these are the strange things that crop up in my life with monotonous regularity. Who would have thought that Ladi Auntie would once again be a part of my life at a very important point? And now, my darling ones, let me wish you all from the deepest corners of my heart, my soul, my mind, my emotions, a very, very happy Christmas, Happy New Year, and I shall let you know once again, not two but three causes of celebration. The birth of Jesus Christ, as I talk about the birth of my twins, and my husband's birthday on the 25th of December, and our 45th wedding anniversary on the 25th of December, 2023. So let us bring in the new year with joy, merriment, happiness, and God's blessings and grace that will creep into our lives always with abundance. God bless. And once again, God is great. Thank you and love you all. I Embrace isn't just about my journey of conquering cancer. It's about embracing life in all its entanglement and beauty. Remember, in this journey of life, you are never alone. And I need to thank you for becoming a part of this inspiring journey. Thank you for joining me today on I Embrace and my heartfelt wishes. Stay resilient, stay positive, and most importantly, keep embracing life in all its glory. <laughs>